0: Welcome back, it's that time once again to go into your edge of innovation, it's Disruptive AF, bringing you all of the good news across the innovation ecosystem right here. I'm Kinsley Jordan. Uh, This is powered by Morpheus. Yes, Morpheus, your strategic innovation cell at Headquarters Air Force. But most importantly, here's the thing you really care about. Here's the thing that we're actually going to get after today. Before we even dive into it, you need to know this. You need to get after this. And frankly, well, you just need to be able to realize one very, very important thing. First off. If you haven't done it yet, make sure you like, subscribe, follow all, uh, follow along with Disruptive AAF, Your Edge of Innovation, because it's your chance to get the great news and information that is actually out out there across the Air Force innovation ecosystem. Whether it's uh, Air Force, Space Force, Airman, Guardian, literally we're at the edge, uh, talking to the greatest organizations across the Air Force uh, and and, our, and and the joint effort of innovation in the Department of Defense. So uh, follow along, subscribe, like. Make sure that you do that right now today, guys. We've got an amazing guest with us here on Disruptive AF, Wes Rock Reed, s 16 driver, man, extraordinary, innovation. I don't want to say innovation, God, because that puts uh, an undertone to, to uh, what an innovation God is, because he's even more than that. But stay with us right here as we get over to to, uh, to uh, Rock to hear the awesome activities that have been taking place, not only with a hackathon, but most importantly, uh, in the fighter community and the mindset uh, right there, Luke Air Force Base, Fighter Country, Spark, uh, Spark Cell. Stay with us. As I said, I tell you what—it's it's always so fun to be able to have uh, experts just like this guy right here coming up. Uh, uh, Rock, listen, man—it's uh, we met uh, at Afworks, we met with uh, Garrett Custins, uh and a couple of other people. That man, it was it was so incredibly exciting to be able to get to talk to you and, and what is taking place over not only in Fighter Country Spark uh, Spark Cell, but also just the mindset that you guys have. But first, man, uh, uh, let's without further ado, the man, the myth, the legend himself. Yes, Rock read uh dude how did you how first off uh, thanks so much for being on disruptive af second off you look amazing. I mean, you're just bringing us strong every single day. You always do. <laughs> you always nice do. Uh, but dude, let's uh, let's dive into it, man. You, uh, your innovation journey, um, uh, previously we, you were on uh, uh, Winning Wednesdays with, with us with Morpheus over on LinkedIn and YouTube. Uh, on this channel, you can actually, I'll throw a link up here somewhere. It'll be here where you can go and I'll actually watch that a little bit later. Uh, but in that, you talked about something that I thought was really awesome that you said, man, innovation is something I've been doing since I was a kid on the farm, uh, helping, uh, helping my dad and finding a way would you mind just if they haven't seen them before if they hadn't seen winning wednesday is kind of the baseline of of yeah. your innovation uh, birth if you will the idea of applying that that problem solving capability
1: okay so it, i'll say it started with a hill um my dad's house and where we have our workshop is up on a hill and then the pasture the orchard that's all down at the bottom of the hill and it's like a 200 foot hill very steep uh, road so we'd collect our tools, we'd go down to the, the bottom of the hill to work on whatever we need to, fixing the fences, taking care of some of the trees, or do basic like kind of farm ranch work. And we'd get down to the bottom of the hill and then crap, we now have a new problem that we got to solve, right? We identified the first one, collected our tools, we figured out our requirements, we then went down and solved it. As we solved the problem, we learned more about it We go, crap, we don't have X, we need this tool, this piece of material. And so me being the kid who's just following his dad around was the one who was constantly tasked with walking back up the hill to go get what we <laughs> needed from the workshop. And I, dude, I got tired of that, like straight up. So I just started becoming uh, creative, right? And I learned from my dad and his uh, MacGyver type ways of, hey, how do how do we fix a barbed wire fence without the uh, the wire puller? Or yeah. dude, how how are we going to do this with this irrigation system when we don't have the right equipment? So yeah. it is that mindset of. Hey, I've got a problem. I have a set of resources. How do I apply those resources to then prevent me from having to walk up a hill?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that 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 uh, that ability. I mean, you, you so beautifully describe what that looks like in such a simple way of saying, "Hey, like this is something that I've been doing for a long time." I think a lot of times, sometimes maybe we overcomplicate what. Innovation actually is. It wasn't until I was having the conversation uh, on Disruptive AF, literally our, our season two, episode one, with a vice chief, where he was talking about innovation isn't necessarily, it's not something that you, uh, not necessarily someone who you are, but it's a mindset that you have or a, a mindset, a cultural idea that you kind of latch onto. Uh, and that's really cool that you described that in, in such a way because. It means that it's not something that you had to be trained to do. It's something innately that you have. But then it morphs as you go, as you see different uh, problem sets. And as you know, people talk about the the tools that you have in your toolkit um, for being able to apply that problem solving capability or mindset or kind of design thinking. But that's really what's led you to where you are now, uh, essentially, because you started Fighter Country Spark.
1: Yeah, right? I do. It it was great. It was super exciting, right? Like so got in the Air Force, uh, went to the United States Air Force Academy. The United uh, What year are you? Yeah, Dude, I'm thirteen.
0: Oh you were almost you were just five years short of awesomeness, Richter. Uh, hey, Two thousand eight uh, Richter. Okay. All right. There you anyway. go. <laughs> oh man get a case. Dude, but like,
1: right so you join the air force and you immediately start hearing about the problems that we have and when i joined in 2009 everything was the global war on terrorism how we're uh, dealing with afghanistan how we're yeah. dealing with ieds like those are the, the the big challenges that we were facing now like dude we are in a completely different force and like i'm super excited for the guys who are joining now because dude our fight is going to be near peer. Yeah. we're going back to that kind of cold war type not i don't want to use the word cold war but like that that type of mentality where we are not going to have guaranteed air dominance. Yeah. Like we're going to have to fight for localized air superiority. And that is going to be a challenge. The best benefit that we have as a nation is the, our ability to innovate. It's that mindset that we are able to empower our airmen with of how do we solve tactical level problems in order to then Get us to the fight, get us to uh the win the fight to take off, those kind of things. Disrupted uh logistics, all everything that comes with how do we actually win air battles.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So when you uh w- when you think about what that is, when you think about what that has been and how that's kind of morphed, how has that changed? How's your perspective changed when you did step into innovation there are there even just in your Spark cell? Because uh initially like before you got put in, into that position, did you see a necessity for it? What was it called? What did you
1: call it before? Because you've been there three years—is mm. it three years? Two years? Dude, just one year. Uh, no. One mighty, yeah, one mighty sprint of a year. Oh my gosh, you've gotten yeah. a lot
0: done in a year. You've really, yeah. you, you guys have really covered some ground.
1: <laughs> Dude, we we have, and we've uh, just quick shout out to the team, man. Like Mass Sergeant Anger, our senior enlisted leader, has been absolutely fantastic in helping us navigate uh, maintenance group. We've got Tech Sergeant Buzzard, who just came on board with us, who's going to help us with expanding through the Mission Support Group, yeah. and then Tech Sergeant Divine and Airman Cowart, who used to work for us. Like, we've got an amazing team, and then the leadership support to back it up, uh, to kind of go around our base and like just solve. Again, like we talked about this uh, previously, but like, what is winning? Winning yeah. is getting value in the hands of Airmen, Capital A Airmen. Yeah, that's it.
0: Yeah, yeah. And when you when you see that capability, I think sometimes it becomes overcomplicated because on uh, Winning Wednesdays, we were talking about, man, sometimes the easiest solution, the winning solution is so simple. Uh, it, it, it can almost, almost be overseen as a task that just needs to be done instead of like a victory mm-hmm. that we can plan to flag in and be like, we did it.
1: <laughs> like yeah. it was it was improvement. Like we did something great. Yeah, Dude, exactly, man. Like how do you define define a win? And then how do you advertise the win? How do you make sure you actually like be honest in your assessment of what you did? Like yeah. some of the stuff we do is super simple. And then like people are going to clap for innovation. It's like, dude, no, we want to avoid innovation theater. Like this is just the new mindset that we need to adopt in the air force. It, it shouldn't be something that we clap and cheer for. It should be just what we do.
0: Right. 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 Yeah. D- yes. 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 And amen. Absolutely. <laughs> it, it, because it, there is no beginning or into it. I mean, a lot of people have been solving a lot of problems for a long time. And in fact, I've heard that from a lot of people of, of, basically kind of how they say listen this isn't new like i don't know why this is i don't know why there's so much hype we've been doing this like the air force was birthed out of the idea of having to adjust what we're doing and apply different capabilities to a different front uh, uh and and that's how we became what we were because there was a time where people looked at flying and aviation they're like that's okay observing only but the real battles on the ground that's <laughs> that's where things really take uh, t- uh happen yep. <laughs> i mean things uh, that absolutely changes
1: go ahead Dude, we're super lucky that innovation is inherent in our culture. Uh, I think we're just developing a corporate lexicon to now actually talk about it as though it's something that we should be doing. And it's something that we need to empower all of our airmen with, not just the guys up at the staff or the guys in the test community, but like every everyone from the, the first to the last needs to think about how we can do things better. Yeah. So, so, uh,
0: for you of, of what you have done and what you've seen thus far, um, over this last year, the sprint of the year, man, it, it has felt like like two or three years, honestly, that I've known <laughs> you, that I've heard. It's it's honestly hard for me to like wrap my mind around. It, oh my gosh, it's only been a year because of how much that has taken place with with what you guys have been able to do there in Fighter Country, Spark Cell, and the connectivity you've had because you've touched had so many touch points against different organizations and different entities and, and talking to different companies and using the cyber process uh, and and this uh, essentially the sprint that we're talking about um, that previously just took place. You said I think. It was was down in uh, las vegas um where you you really did something that it, two years ago did you think it was possible and would you mind just describing what that was and and where this idea came from
1: oh dude uh so big shout out to uh mr wagner um he and then a guy named rev jones who works over at darpa put on this event called project avo uh yeah. super awesome so basically what they did was like Hey, we generally go to Air Force conferences. We have people who get up and they talk and they say, this is the why, you know, great Simon Sinek type speeches. Yeah. And then we go and we talk about the uh, why and then some of the how, and then we kind of walk away and then we go like, Hey, let's go out and do it. But then things kind of peter off and yeah, uh, we're not really sure how much actually gets done. So uh, Mr. Wagner, SES, uh, chief of digital transformation, then comes up with the idea of like, let's take an Air Force conference. Let's flip the script on it. And we're actually gonna build something out of it. And as we build, we're gonna learn more about the problem set, and then we're gonna uh, have that unavoidable value which we create at the end, which we can demonstrate of, no, this is something that definitely needs to be carried forward. So uh, being in the software space, what he did was he opened up a solicitation. Uh, He had 50 people apply, some people from industry, a lot of people from the DOD, which is with computer talent. Uh, We (laughs) bunkered down in the petting zoo for a week, we got some of the secret data uh, and then it was just, hey, man, go out and build. So uh, my team, we worked on this project to take the gyptol So it's the the target list, everything that we're going to bomb in a war and then automatically assign fighter formations or bomber formations to then go and then uh, attack those targets. Yeah. So this, this is a, a somewhat substantial change from how we have previously thought about building these things. We generally start at the operational, the near operational uh, level of warfare. We spend a lot of time digging through requirements of, hey, what exactly are we going to need? Dude, we start at the tactical level. So from my personal experience in mission planning cells, trying to develop battle plans, one of the big problems we have is just who's going to go bomb what target. Yeah, That is something that a computer is really good at solving. So we built the baseline capability, that initial prototype, for uh, assisting the warfighter. The big things that this is... Uh, bringing to us is it's taking care of some of the small details because you have a lot of user feedback initially uh it's building user trust in the system and then it's also developing a tactical relevance now it's not this forlorn uh operational level project that we'll see in five years that may or may not work and etc cetera, etc cetera.
0: yeah 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 so oh, that process inside itself so they so they. It, they saw this need of saying, hey, we, we need to bring people together for this, but we're going to do it in a different fashion. We're going to give people the information they need, which is really ironic, because when you think about this transition of 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 uh, from accessing information, thinking of information as a singular mm-hmm. piece piece of paper that I have to have a binary handoff. I have it. You have it. Now you go give it to somebody else. Um uh, there, there's somebody, uh, a digital squadron effort, uh, Lieutenant Colonel Wayne Dirks, he's been talking about this kind of re-envisioning of how information is. Anyway, th- one of the things I think is really important that you you bring up is that you gave people access to the information or or uh, Stuart Wagner and team, they gave people access uh, to the information and then allowed them to do what they do best. They say, listen, man, let's have a hackathon, have at it, like go at it. Yeah. Let's see what you come up with, which is such a, like, it's not an... Going back to what you said before, Rock, this isn't a new concept. I mean, this concept is something you've been doing since since you were you were younger uh, on the hill that you were talking about. Yeah. This idea <laughs> of just access the information, get after it, go after it, and and see what you can come up with. This is how we consume information now. Like, I don't know that I've had to call a plumber or a, uh, an electrician in a long time because YouTube has taught me a lot about <laughs> be able to fix things, man. Like, I feel bad yeah. for these trade companies because YouTube is is uh, you know I've been able to solve a lot of it. But but how is that process? You know, with a hackathon of of getting access to the information and then going back, mulling it over, applying, trying, shifting, you know, breaking. How how do you see that moving forward? Of that kind of shift of an information or concept, how, what do, what does that look mm-hmm. like to you?
1: Dude, I think that the future, like we got to remember that this is just another tool. Uh, we've built some great things through our traditional acquisitions processes, our, our t- traditional discovery methodologies, right? Like, yeah, this is another tool to now expand the sources of uh, capabilities that we could pursue. That's all it is. Uh, The benefit of it is you are now harnessing collective brain power instead of uh, highly experienced people who are now in the staff, they've been around for a while, you're having people who are fresh to the problem. They're the ones who are going to walk in and go like, Hey, man, you guys got duct tape on the wall. And they go, Oh, yeah, well, we've had that duct tape on the wall for 15 years. Well, why don't you take it down? Well, dude, that's just the way it is, right? Yeah, you know how people who are looking for those duct tape type problems and starting to peel the onion back to figure out how we can actually solve them.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. When you talk about solving those, peeling the peeling the layers back, uh, are you talking about what you what you've seen in the hackathon? Or are you talking about just the innovation process as a whole,
1: dude? Both, right? So the hackathon is an innovative process. It's a uh, kind of the design warfare type mentality of how do we learn more about a problem just by trying to solve the problem? Yeah. How do we yeah. uh, agile, agilely uh, develop solutions?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, those solutions, man, uh, with coming up, we're going to take just a second, give you some important information of how you can follow along with what's taking place with Disruptive AF and Morpheus, your strategic innovation team uh, based out of headquarters of Air Force, which Disruptive AF is powered by but when we come back here in just a second we're going to dive into how to be able to access those capabilities that mindset what that looks like just by all by walking into the spark cell man doing what rock does best what fight a country does best just being there for him stick with us right here disruptive af your edge of innovation All right, we're back right here with Disruptive AF, your edge of innovation. I got Rock Reed with me from Fighter Country Spark, West Rock Rock Reed, but you can call him Rock because, I mean, honestly, he is a rock star when it comes to innovation and just helping people to wrap their mind around what it needs to look like, what it can be. And Rock, you said something there uh, right before we we, uh, went to break that that I think is really important to be able to focus in on for a second is you said at the hackathon that took place, which is... is, uh, it was a different mindset of being able to access this information, to share the information, to learn from each other, instead of just watching a speaker, you know, like we mm-hmm. have how many times before at conferences, you go there, you sit there, and then by hour five, you're just like, it's overload. <laughs> you're just
1: like, oh my gosh.
0: But the hackathon was different because you had a part to play in it. You you had a part to yep. play to be, to be involved with it. What, would you talk just for a second uh, about... What, what that engagement looks like and how that fundamentally is so different and, and just what you've been able to take away from like a hackathon mindset of what you guys did compared to like what a typical conference was or would be.
1: Totally. So, yeah, you had to deliver something. You had to come up with a tangible project. You had to create that unavoidable value by the end of it. Uh, that engages people far more than just being a receptive listener. Now you are an actively trying to solve the problem. You have a you have a dog in the fight. You have a, a stake in the game. Whatever it's going to be. Yeah. But you you now uh, have that empowerment. Empowerment through doing is something that I think we need to get better at, and something that we're trying to focus on down here at Fighter Country Spark.
0: Yeah. Yeah, dude, that empowerment, man, if I had my sound effects pulled up, I, yeah, I, no, that's an angry horse. I'm not going to go there. I'll give you this. <laughs> there it is. There it is. A round of applause hey. right there. The empowerment. Oh, yeah. The empowerment. I I I, <laughs> I, I don't know why. Every now and then, I just got to throw a sound effect in. But but the empowerment piece, man, we can't overlook that because for real, that's that's how you have the chance to be able to try things, test things, break things, talk to people about it. Hey, what about this way? What about that way? And I think it's so incredibly cool. And, 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 and from the hackathon that you're talking about and the capability, which was, was really awesome. Honestly, when I heard about it and when I got uh, connected again with you to be able to share your experience of what it was, in my mind, I was like, wait, they did what? Like they were able to pull that off and and it was to that level, like that information level and that's awesome. Like, that's a whole completely different way of doing it. But really, uh, whether you're listening to this and you you have a spark cell an innovation cell near you or whether you don't or whether you have no idea what an innovation cell is, the mindset of what you're talking about that took place at that hackathon of sharing that information, having, having to come up with something is the same exact thing you can do on the day to day, the day in the day out at a spark cell. Like this isn't something that's just inherently hidden off in the corner. The, literally a fighter country spark or whatever spark cell, bedrock, bedrock, spark, a spark, a spark, uh spark industry, you know, any of these spark cells, the same thing you can do is walk in, get your hands dirty and start fo- solving problems.
1: Exactly. So like, Think about this right like our mission statement everybody everybody loves to hear your, your mission statement we're super simple find fix and empower airmen to innovate we want to find problems we want to fix them and then we want to empower airmen to be able to solve their own problems Yeah. the way that we do that uh, our business case like how do we employ grassroots efforts to create unavoidable value i love that creating right so like grassroots that's where we exist like everyone walks in and says hey sir i've got this problem and i go first of all don't call me sir great ideas don't wear rank and i want to hear what you say i want to build back that i'm sorry take away from that hierarchical organization that prevents the best ideas from riding the top we wow. then sit down and we talk about it we go okay dude what what exactly are you trying to solve what is your problem always 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 start with the problem from there, now we can start looking at solutions, right? Like, okay, dude, is this a DOD level problem? Is this a airman level problem? Is this, where exactly are we going to leverage what capabilities we have the cell have? Then I basically become just the uh, guy who's now gonna be connecting people with resources. Master Sergeant Anger, um, our senior enlisted leader has great understanding of how to now source these uh, problems and then match them with the solutions. Yeah. Right, it's how do we create that unavoidable value out of your problems so that we can then get it to the people who are going to be the decision makers to make that enterprise level change
0: yeah 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 that that process that you just described that ability to be able to do that when you when you think about it you said something in, in winning wednesdays again i'll throw the link uh, throw a card up there so you can go go over to it is you know i, I think the exact same that you said was man I'm a pilot like I don't know I I don't focus on finances like this is not something that was innately just it's like a palm means this to me (laughs) you know it's not not a finance process it's it's uh, uh, that's not inherently what I do but there's a lot of people that come into the spark they're like listen I I can solve a simple problem that we're facing every single day that does make a huge difference that it would make Mm -hmm. a huge difference but I don't know the process to be able to do that do you find yourself do you find yourself in the process of uh, of being the sparks Cell lead and working with the amazing team that you guys have there. It, do you find yourself having to do more and more of that of like, just find what the ecosystem looks like, become a finance oh, expert, become a contracting expert, build the relationships between, to me, this is a part that gets missed a lot that I don't think people realize.
1: Dude, And so everybody loves to read books, man. Uh, general McChrystal's team of teams. I highly recommend cracking oh, yeah. that one open. So this idea that, right, we're currently in stovepipe organizations, like I'm a pilot, I, I, I do pilot things. I have no idea what goes on over in the med group, how the pharmacy works, uh, how things go in finance. But they're, they're stovepipes and we gotta figure out how to reach through the stovepipe and then start connecting these teams of teams to make things happen. yeah And that's one of the, the largest benefits of a spark cell at a local base, is this ability to be the guy who can just connect the people who actually make the decisions and then make, uh, things actually happen. Yeah. A great example of that, man. So we had, uh, some really smart airmen working over on the F 35 and they got to remove a lot of engines, put them back into the jets, uh, because we have some serious engine problems right now. And the trailer to, to do that, to pull the engine out of the jet is way over engineered, complicated. It weighs like two tons. It's insanely heavy. And so you have to align the, yeah, you have to align the trailer to the jet. And the tolerance on that is, I'll call it like 10 millimeters. Like it's super tight. So the first time that uh, this tech sergeant ever had to align the trailer to the jet, it took him eight hours, eight hours. Because you have to align the trailer, you have to put it on jacks. You then got to rock the trailer forward. It doesn't match. So now you got to rock it back, lower it back down and now rock the trailer back and forth. This thing weighs two tons. It takes like three people to move insane. And so he what? he comes up with the idea of like, Hey, man, if I just take like a, a laser pointer, and I know from like, math, that two points create a straight line that I can then shoot a laser to align to the trailer to the jet. And then I can reduce the time from eight hours down to about 30 minutes. So uh wow. through our MXG CPI, they identify this problem, they come up with a solution, they come over to the Spark cell and say, Hey, how do we actually get the resources to solve this? And then good news, we have connections over to uh this organization called Debt Nine. They're a bunch of engineers, uh guys who build stuff with CNC machines, software, yeah. all yeah. those kind of guys. And we just walk in the office and we say, Hey, David, uh, we've got this problem. Like you want to walk across the street and check it out? And he goes, oh, yeah, totally. And they start taking measurements. They start making things happen. And so for, I don't know, maybe 50 bucks, we now have a really solid prototype where just like the hackathon, we're able to learn more about the problem by trying to solve the problem. We're generating requirements cheaply as we then move forward within like the, the final iteration. We're iterating quickly. We're failing cheaply. All because some airmen had the idea of, Hey man, this sucks. This is a pain point for me. Yeah. How do I yeah. solve it? He now comes to the the Spark Cell in collaboration with his CPI office, and we're off to the races, man. We're doing some good things with it.
0: Holy smokes, man! That that is uh, the. I, I think it's hard for some people to comprehend the fact that you could spend eight hours trying to get the trailer, trying to get the capability, trying just to be able to like get it. To even get it started, that the groundwork alone would take that long, but it was something such a simple fix. And really, this is what uh, you see all the time: is the simple fixes uh, of saving people's time and saving people's effort and saving people's energy, so that they can do the thing that only they can do. For me, this is like a this is a baseline across everything, whether it's my personal businesses, whether it's military, whether it's uh, uh, Morpheus. is is realizing the value and the importance of focusing in on the things that only I can do. There's only a couple of things in my life where I am the guy. Like uh, that's it. There's nobody else that can do it. There's nobody else. Like uh my kids have one dad, that's me. My wife has one husband, <laughs> one husband, that's me. There's nobody else. <laughs> There's nobody else. Like I'm the guy. But but also when you break that down into into like the human human capital mindset or or, or the inspiration like when you look at When you look at the skills that people have, they have different skills and talents, mindset, gifts, uh, purviews that that give them an ability to see things and to do things from a completely different perspective, which is awesome. And a a lot of times, sometimes we talk about this innovation mindset and say, man, it's just a it's a special type of person that that is that gets involved with innovation. But that's to me, that's a misnomer. Like that's not necessarily true because everybody has their talents. Everybody has their gifts like we're all different. Uh, but that's mm-hmm. what makes this capability so huge is people can walk into a spark cell regardless of their skill and talent and bring what they do best to be able to apply it and create a solution.
1: Yeah, exactly. And true, I don't wanna I don't wanna get us lost in the details, right? So why are we doing this, right? Our technological and numerical advantages are evaporating against China. One right. of the big advantages that we have is that we trust our people. And Dude, we got a lot of smart people out there, man. But yeah. sometimes our hierarchy and our bureaucracy prevent those best ideas from coming to the top. One of the key functions of Fighter Country Spark is to be able to break down that hierarchy and then connect the right people. Wow. It's, it, this is part of how we win, man. Like, yeah. We are going to have to fight to take off. Like, I don't think that has been impressed upon everybody's mind as much as it should have but this main operating base that we've been uh, sorry the like main operating base structure we have for generating air power dude it's under threat man like you look yeah. at the pacific and Kadena, kunsan osan masawa very very scary futures for those bases we have we have to figure out how we're going to take off we have to figure out how we're going to uh win air superiority like these are these are big problems man everybody, yeah. everybody needs to be a part of that team to figure that out
0: yeah yeah so in our last little bit here with Disruptive AF, where, where we have the chance to be able to encourage people to a mindset, to an ability, to be a voice, to say, listen, don't look past this thing. This is, this is the real capability that I, I personally think we have, even just with this platform of the podcast, being the edge of innovation for the Air Force Space Forces, is, is what is that message? And I think maybe, maybe you already started and began it um, right there with that discussion of, listen, things are maybe not as they appear. We have to get back focused on the priority of what is it, what is really important? What, what is that message that you would take us to, Rock, with everything you've seen from, from the, mm-hmm. the cool way of thinking about uh, the hackathon to uh, being able to apply that to the Spark Cell and the capabilities that are there at the operational tactical edge? But what is the thing that you say, man, we have to keep this in mind? like From, from the heart and Dude. the mind of Rock, <laughs> of the Rock, what is it?
1: Dude, uh, why are we here as a DAF? Right, we are here for space superiority and air superiority. And this is just like a, a captain's levels perspective looking up at the organization. With those uh, end states in mind, there's a big tail that is associated with uh, getting to that end state. Dude, every, every bit of that tail uh, has some type of innovation that we can leverage against it. This engine trailer example, right? So we just saved you know seven and a half hours Uh, that's seven and a half hours that another airman can go and figure out how to fix something else on the F-35, how we can now uh, take time to develop our ACE concepts. That's time back to airman is time that we are going to be able to now invest in how we win the future fight. The other, the other big, uh, part of this. So we talk a lot about empowerment and like, how do people get involved? So it's not just like walking in the spark cell store, man, but we need to start educating our people in this new mindset. One of the ways that uh, Fighter Country Spark is getting after that, and again, another shout out to our senior enlisted leader, uh, Matt Sergeant Anger. Uh, we're building a f- innovation foundation course. So it's uh, similar from CPI Yellow Belt. Uh, it's a four-hour course. You come in, walk in here. We'll give you the wave tops of the innovation ecosystem, the wave top of design thinking, the wave top of prototyping. So you can get your hands started. Uh, that you can actually start again, going after and solving these problems. And as you try to solve these problems, you'll learn more about the problem itself. And then the, uh, ways that we have to solve it. So dude, uh, in summary, the big things, this is a team effort, like all hands on deck for this one. And then two, like we have to educate our people in this new mindset. And, uh, we are, we might have a piece of the puzzle for how we are educating people. Uh, and I look forward to seeing how we at fighter country spark can continue to do that.
0: So. Uh, with that man you uh i got one more question for you with, with with what you just mentioned there is um the the importance because you mentioned cpi a couple times right and there's this uh mm-hmm. over the last couple of years there's been this question of okay well like uh you have spark cells you have cpi like where what is this symbiotic relationship between the two to me yeah. it is so important and so clear i'm i mean it's 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 obvious that there is an absolute need because uh when you think about what the front line of innovation is, hey, we have this idea, we gotta try it. It's MVP, like it's sometimes it's messy, it's chaotic, it's just like, you know, there's tissue paper flying and wires being soldered and, and sometimes it's just very straightforward. But what is the relationship between CPI and the spark cell Ben and where do you really find this this connectivity to help accelerate across the valley mm-hmm. of death that you've mentioned before?
1: Okay, so we are not solving the valley of death. We are to the left of that, unfortunately. So just tamper expectations. Uh, But now how do we have uh, the relationship between CPI and then Spark? So we think about that in uh, three horizons. And I want to shout out to uh, Mr. Mark Roland up at Afworks Vegas for introducing me to this concept about a year ago, and we've just ran with it. Yeah. So the idea is that you have three horizons. The first one is where you have incremental change. The second horizon is then where you have substantial change, and the third horizon is where you have breakthrough change. The example for uh, breakthrough change, that's like the iPhone in 2007. We at the Spark level are not doing that. We exist at that horizon two, that substantial change, something that's really new to the organization and that we might actually be one of the first adopters of in the commercial space. Best example uh, that I have of that is automated flying squadron scheduling. So through SBIR, we're able to partner with a company called OpsLab uh, down in Austin, take their uh, commercial airline scheduling tool, and then build our use case on top of that for 19th Air Force. So the click of a button will be able to then frag out our flying schedule. That's huge for resource management, right? How do oh I get gosh, more yeah. pilots? How do I get more pilots through the pipeline faster? How do I predict my resources? Uh, huge. That's a substantial change. It's not breakthrough, yeah. but substantial. Now, CPI uh, is gonna be to the left of that. That's where you focus on the incremental change. That's the process already exists and we're gonna start tweaking it to make it better. A great example of that is gonna be this uh, F-35 engine tool. So the the laser alignment, right? That's an incremental change. We're not creating a uh, new engine or a new trailer. We're just tweaking the process to make it more efficient. Yeah we right. then utilize cpi to identify some of these processes and then if it's a substantial change it comes over to spark if it's an incremental change it stays with cpi we're just different tools in the toolkit of innovation right and we got to learn when we use these
0: right right man that that's uh so incredibly beautifully said because the, a lot of times i'm telling you it gets it gets lost and if i could just call it what call it what it is i think there was definitely times where it was like wait a minute like we're doing that we're doing that Um, The thing that I guess I would just point out is Dude, there is so much work to be done. There are so many things that need to be accomplished uh, that need to be streamlined and focused on. There's enough work for everybody. But it goes back to, I feel like it goes back to knowing what your gifts are and your strengths are. There are times, one of the awesome things about CPI is it does a great job of being able to produce artifacts and data um, that is able to show, hey, this is the next step. And this is the viability of what this has looked like. And I know a lot of times when you look at an MVP, an MVP is is the initial product of what you have to say, hey, this is the minimum beginning of what it can be. But there's so many questions Mm -hmm. as far as, okay, what is that capable of? When does this break? When do we have to transition out of this? And to me, those are the questions that enable us to start thinking about how how can we more effectively or how can we at all get across this valley of death and that data, that ability to be able to project and to to analyze that, and that's what CPI does so well, that is critically important. Everything has this. Everything has a capability. Everything has this place, man. It's a, it's truly, truly awesome. Truly awesome. Oh, back to you. Yeah, definitely.
1: No, dude, uh, 100% agree, right? So we are a precise organization. Uh, we're trying to swap over to be a more agile organization. But still, when you're talking about money, man, you need to have the data behind the effects that you're going to deliver for a certain cost at the end of the day, man, everything's going to be coming, coming down to money. Yeah. And CPI is fantastic for acquiring that data. Yeah. The counter example, dude, I, I think that we sometimes focus too much on precision, uh, not enough on agility. Yeah. Spark is here to be your agile startup organization, which is going to allow us to agilely solve problems. We'll figure out the data later.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude, well said, man. Always articulate, always inspiring. Rock Reed, you heard it from <laughs> me from here, right here, right here, man. Uh, listen, you can find him uh, on the global if you're at Air Force. You can literally just look him up with uh, Wes Reed. I think it maybe it's Wesley Reed. Is that right? Wesley. Wesley. Yeah, Reed. Wes, Wesley. Yep. Wesley Reed Wesley.reid you can find him there on the global uh, down at Fighter Country Luke Air Force Base F-16 driver innovation extraordinaire inspiring people everywhere he goes dude rock thanks so much for sharing <laughs> your hackathon experience your Spark Cell experience tell uh, tell a uh, Master at uh, Anger hello I see him every now and then on LinkedIn just passing around and, and helping people out um, so make sure you, you pass along the hello to him uh, over to uh, Fighter Country Spark brother thank you so much for being with us awesome thanks Trigger Absolutely. always a pleasure Absolutely. Listen, you heard it. You heard it. Uh, you heard it from him. You heard it here from him uh, of, of what it looks like, of how to be able to take that information, how to be able to take those capabilities and really start expounding upon it. This is what I love about hearing from Spark Cells at the tactical edge of of what is taking place uh, because it inspires us to think differently how do we do it how do we get after it what is it that we need to do if you haven't done it yet i want you just don't forget make sure you subscribe if you're watching on youtube or if you're listening to this uh on a podcast audio only platform make sure you subscribe follow along with the great content we have to come into you not only with the disruptive af podcast but also uh, the live streams we have which are fail fast fridays taking place every friday at 12 uh 12 p.m. uh, Eastern time, and also uh, 11 a.m. Central Standard Time, it's the same time. I know it's not shocking. Also, (laughs) also, you can follow along. If you haven't subscribed yet, Uh, we have winning Wednesdays takes place every every Wednesday where we are talking about the awesome things that are taking place uh, across the Air Force, across the Space Force, across the Department of Defense in the innovation sphere. So without further ado, make sure you hit the like, the subscribe, follow along. Thanks for joining us right here on Disruptive AF. I'm Kinsley Jordan, your host. Thanks for joining us. And we will see you next time right here at the Edge of Innovation on Disruptive AF. See ya!